kippers, please, and uh, coffee and toast. Thank you. It's Tuesday, and that means we're off to see Manx kippers being made in Peel. En route, we'll be calling at Kirk Braddon and St John's. We'll be travelling by coach. The railway to Peel was lifted some time ago and is now a footpath and cycleway. Kirk Braddon is an ancient Christian site and the mother church for Douglas. There are two churches here. The older one contains a collection of Celtic crosses and we stopped to have a look. Here's Frank Cowan describing them for us. Similar to one that we saw in the film last night, there are just the two which are of this sort of shape. That one is still in its original position at London. This one has, has other carvings on it, though. You can have them up later, but here we've got a typical Celtic egghead. Only in this case, he's got very great handlebar moustaches. <laughs> and they are being dripped by two beasts. And it's usually referred to as being Daniel in the lion's den. Some of the others are Scandinavian. This one, typical gort ring chain, and the gort chain has been mentioned. This, these two, are probably the two latest crosses in the whole series. And these are mammon style. This one, very fine, unweathered. Two dragons facing each other, their scales and their legs. After Kirk Braddon, we have a brief stop at another church, St John's, where the church doubles up as the formal assembly for the Manx Parliament each year. This is a very unusual ecclesiastical building. Like most parish churches on the side of an ancient keel, you'll have noticed the Norse cross in the porch as you came in. But this building is owned by the government. It was, for most of its time, a royal chapel in the it wasn't really part of the parish. Um, but it is now a parish church. That having been said, this bit here is not consecrated. <laughs> so it, it's very peculiar. <laughs> so peculiar, and with such a poor recording, I don't think I'll put any more of that in at the moment and we'll move straight on to the Kipper Factory. Gwenis! <laughs> Gwenis, put that off please. You shut this door for us. Come around and shut the Gwenis. I'll let these and what you see in them. Right, so good afternoon. My name is Paul I own this building. This, this building was built in 1882 for the Kelso Brothers. Now the only difference we do now from 1882 is we split by machine and not by hand. Smoking, Salting, tendering, everything that's identical from 1882. We're the only traditional yard left in the yard now. Used to be probably about well, 10, 20, 30. Everybody smoked kippers in the 1880s. We do it in the back garden, back sheds, everybody did it. The way they could This yard was always, always produced the best kippers. Even when all the traditional yards were here, this yard produced the best house kippers. It's the only yard specifically built for just doing kipper. So as you go through here, the only reason why this yard here is a Do you mind if shut that door because we've got an opening in it? Electric's very expensive in the yard down there. We've got to keep the air flowing there, you know. Right, there's three reasons why this yard was built here. First of all, where it was built because it's the closest you possibly be able to see. 
Now you must catch your mind back to the 1880s. There was no rainwater, no roads here. This inner harbour was the only harbour for Peel. So this was actually as close as possibly be to the raw product which was the heaven. Secondly, water. I used a lot of water. First of all, um, washing the hems out because they're full of blood. Secondly, salt water there, brine, we sold them. Now, you, the River Neb runs just outside the road here, so they had a water supply. And also, when they did the foundation of this building, they found a spring just outside this window. We've actually got a well there now. And um, that's the water they used. We had it tested four years ago, it's still drinkable water, which is perfectly pure water. We don't actually use it at the moment, but because water's getting expensive on the old man now, probably going to start using it and closing down. So that was very, very important, two very important reasons. Probably the most important reason was, as you're probably going to see now, in 1862, Steamboat Station was built behind us here, which linked you to Douglas and Durandi. Well, in the 1880s, you had a massive tourist industry in the old man. It meant that you could get the raw product, i.e. kippers, quickly to Douglas and Durandi for the tourists. Also, the line went right down the quay, right the steam packet boat. Which meant that in the morning, say six o'clock, they'd unload the herring and, and the kippers to go away, put them on the flat deck of a steam locomotive, take them to Douglas, right to the quayside, get the nine o'clock boat to Liverpool, and then Liverpool by twelve o'clock. They used to do it three hours, they went with steam, now it's four hours. The other thing is, it takes us longer to get kippers to England now than did in 1882. <laughs> <laughs> just, just amazing. <laughs> the northwest region of, of England was really predominantly where you sold your kippers because, again, that was about as far as it could go in a day travelling. That was where most of the mass kippers were sold around that region. It still stayed the same over the last 120 years. We do obviously do a lot on the internet now. We've got a fantastic site, mannerskippers.com, which has 60 pages on it. Paul introduces us to the beginning of the process the uh, splitting machine for the fish and the brine bath where they're put for salting before they go for smoking. Which splits some gills and guts and cleans them out. They go into salt, which is brine. I've got to tell you, I'm a fisherman for 13 years and I can do anything to a fish you can ask me to do. My dad's been a fisherman since 1946. This machine splits hair and it's better than we can. Now, any other fish, I just feel it far better than the machine, but you can't do anything better than that machine. We used to show work and what we stopped. Health and safety. Now, once you go in this brine, all that is salt and water. Put it in here now. Put it in here. It's quite a salty solution. There's that much salt goes into there. It's, um, it must be about 100 weight and a half of salt goes into that stuff. Uh, it's quite salty. Again, by trial and error, we leave it for 10 minutes. Hence the reason why we have these epoxy here. When I'm on the machine, I've got a lot of going on because if you leave them 15 minutes, they're too salty and can't eat them. Five minutes, and they won't keep the colour. It's not rocket science, it's just <laughs> what we did next to do. There's no easy way out, there's no rush, we can't shortcut anything. You know, that's the way you know, the weather's bad. But what we really want to see is the smoking. Paul explained how the smoking units are fueled by pine and oak wood shavings. Pine for the fire and oak for the flavour. Kippers are not kipper fillers, they've got six in here. Because they're doing fillers, fillers don't need quite much heat as the kippers, so I just put five in. <laughs> These two pliers here will go a lot quicker than the one, the two pliers at the back, because they get more airflow. So again, that's the reason why I just put one in. I don't want to get in the heat. 
This here, this gives the flavour, this is oak and sawdust, which, which you mix together and you dampen it off. So this just gives you the flavour, that gives you the heat. I tend, you don't tend to put so much in the back ones, again, they burn a lot less than the front ones. We finished our visit by asking Paul about timing. How long does a kipper take to smoke? Ours is a split day because you've got to um, split them, salt them, tender them, put them in the smokehouse chimneys, and you smoke them. On the old days, a smoker did that job, but I did a lot, you see, I'm doing a lot. So instead of doing, say, a 10 hour day and finishing, I'm doing like a 16, 18 hour day because I smoke them as well. Because we can smoke them roughly eight hours. If you're lucky, it's eight hours for the kippers. Phillips, if you're lucky, six hours. It's eight to ten hours for the kippers, roughly. We lit the fires yesterday at two in the afternoon and got finished quarter past twelve at night. So, you know, ten hours. Most of the group are going on to the House of Mananan Museum after the kipper factory. But when Paul asks where we're going next, I think, well, perhaps we need some fresh air. And he seems to agree. Have a nice holiday. Where are you going next? I think we're going out to the castle, actually. <laughs> well, you probably need to because we're stinking that bad of kippers now. So we're glad to get a bit of a walk out. Well, we did get some fresh air out at Peel Castle, and we did miss out the house of Manana. But we didn't forget the kippers. They're very nice with mushrooms at breakfast. I think that's probably about all for this podcast. So, um, see you next time, and... Bye for now.